Welcome everyone to another live edition of 410 Sports Talk. I'm Glenn Martin here with my co-host James Haskell. And of course, DK is in the background. Lot to talk about this week, Jimbo. I mean, holy smokes, the news was flying. Things were moving fast. You know, it's funny, last time leading up to the AFC Championship game, which, you know, we got a lot to talk about, guys. But I was feeling pretty good mm-hmm. about our coaches staying home with all the jobs <laughs> being filled left and right. And and there was rumors that Ben Johnson, the of- offensive coordinator from uh, the Lions, had had something lined up in Seattle. And then, and then we hear about Bobby Slowick from Houston, the offensive coordinator. He might have something lined up. And I thought we were in the clear, Jimbo. And, uh, yeah, I was wrong about that one. Um, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, no, it's it's a tough one. That is yeah. absolutely true. Uh, but, look, uh, I think it, I'm happy for Mike, McDan- Mike McDonald. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm happy that I no, ha- no longer have to try and get his name right every single time I say it and confuse him with McDaniel. No, I'm, I'm happy for him. I hope that it's a great situation for him. Yeah. And you know what, Glenn? Look. The Niners better not be too excited. They better win it while they can because their window might have just closed. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but look, that defense in Seattle is going to be roaring. We know that for sure. It'll be interesting to see if he pulls any staff members from here. Yeah. Uh, because look, Mike doesn't know a ton of guys outside of Baltimore. This is the only place he's been in the league. Not that he hasn't networked in things, but he's a young guy. He's, like he's been around for 20 years. Yeah. 20 years cool. ago, he was in high school going to prom. Right. Yeah. So... Crazy. So, uh, yeah, no. So, anyway, my point is that it's exciting for him. It's exciting for Zach Orr. Zach Orr is now the youngest DC, I believe. Dude, he's 31 years 31 old, 31 years Jimbo. old. Younger than me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, younger than, I'm sure, most of the people here in the chat. It, it, it's kind of crazy to think uh, at that age, you know, it's like, does people think he's too young? Does he have enough experience? But I, I will say this. How much does the experience of actually playing middle linebacker in the center of, of the Ravens defense and becoming an all-pro, how much do you value that over maybe a couple more years in the coaching ranks? Uh, yeah. Like, like that's got to impact in some way, and I'm sure that's that that helped his John's decision to name Zach Orr, just 31 years old, the D.C., right? Yeah, look, I uh, one of, one of uh, the people that I like to take advice from says that experience is overrated and that, like, title experience is overrated. Yeah. Zach is young, but he's got an experience in such a unique way specific to Baltimore that I think makes, it, makes him so much more prepared. And when I mean Baltimore, I'm, I mean, like, working for John, yeah. being successful here in this organization. So I think he's so much more prepared than guys that are 60 years old and – you know, don't know the culture, don't understand what we value, haven't lived it, breathed it, been successful in it. And certainly for an undrafted guy, Zach reached the heights, if I'm not mistaken, was an all pro at one point in his career. Yep. Um, second team, right? Second team all pro. Yep. Um, and yeah, uh, so, yeah. 2016, 24 years old, Jimbo. It's crazy. As, you know, and look, shout out to Zach for making the most of his circumstances, yeah. uh, be, being able to transition seamlessly basically from being a player and having that, you know, congenital neck issue to now being a defensive coordinator with, with what, in what feels like the blink of an eye. Well, I mean, look, he retired that, that year he was all pro was 2016. Mm -hmm. That was the 2016 season. We're not terribly far away. And what a, what a, what a, like a story that is. I mean, the guy goes from being, what was he undrafted? If I remember correctly, Yep. yep. Uh, undrafted guy, by the way, it, it, incredibly undersized. I mean, for the linebacker position, yep. Eric DeCosta talked about he played at about 218. 
uh, had and ends up being the all pro second team all pro linebacker in, in at just 24 years old. Then here's the devastating news he has to retire because of the spine issue he had, where he was essentially one hit, one wrong hit away from becoming paralyzed. And he immediately transitions into a coach, into being a coach. And then now, just seven years later, he's the defensive coordinator of the same defense he was the all pro in just a few years ago. I mean, it's a pretty amazing story. And I got to tell you, Jimbo, I was excited to see it was him. Not an outside guy, not an old retread. No, a young, hungry, homegrown, born and bred Raven. I mean, Mm -hmm. this guy doesn't have to be taught the culture. He's lived it. He's breathed it every step of his pro career. And then obviously as a coach. So, I mean, I'm excited. And I'll tell you what, man, look, we're losing Mike McDonald. It's a big loss in that he – he drew up a historic defense. There's no doubt about it. Led the league in every major category. It was bad. It, it was it was tough to see him leaving. However, I still think we got some pretty darn good coaches, Jimbo. We had a great defense before Mike McDonald. We built a tradition of defense in Baltimore. And I, I don't see that changing with Mike McDonald not here. We still got the, the Chuck Smith effect happening with all the pass rushers that that are here and may come here. Anthony Weaver's still on board as the assistant head coach and running the front seven. And Chris Hewitt is the defensive pass coordinator, and he's still in the back end. I, I got I to gotta say, I, I don't think it was BS when I heard the confidence coming from that coaching staff, even with the loss of McDonald. Yeah, now I do have one question about all of this, though. When they talked to John today about Anthony Weaver and him being in consideration for the D.C. job in Miami, I guess my real question is why not here? That's the yeah, only thing that, yeah. that, that confused me. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's a, that, yeah, that is a good question. I, I always because thought it's not like McDaniels on his way out the door, right? No, no. Super young, innovative. Yeah. No, I, I, I always thought it was head coach or bust for Anthony Weaver. And if he wasn't getting the head coaching job, then he's not leaving. So I was kind of shocked to hear John say that he is, Currently, uh, yeah, kind of in talks, but he did throw in the caveat of whether he even takes the job, yeah, uh, if offered. So maybe he knows something that we don't know, but he he certainly sounded initially that uh, he was confident Anthony Weaver was going to be here, and then maybe rethought and and kind of backtracked a little bit and acted as if you know there's still a chance for him to leave. Uh, yeah, I'd be shocked. I think he's the until something changes, the head coach in waiting behind John Harbaugh. Yeah, and I've I've really liked Anthony Weaver. If you remember, I mean, obviously Mike McDonald worked out super well, but I was really hopeful that Anthony Weaver would get that job when when the job was open. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, I you know I have a lot of faith in him. That was the only part that I thought was a little weird. Oh, there weird. are other parts of the, the press conference that I thought were weird as well. But um, yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the the coaching changes are what they are. Also, I can't remember his name, but our our, our DB defensive- coach Denard Wilson. Denard Wilson, yep, yep the he's DC. the new DC. Yep, yep, yep. In Tennessee, he's with the Titans now. Do they have? Oh, yeah, that's right. They got the offensive coordinator from the Bengals to be their their head coach. So now they have. Well, look, I mean, he, he was with the Bengals. He got a good look at what our def, uh, defense looks like, and I guess uh, they wants they want a piece of that. But Denard Wilson, shout out to him, climbing up the coaching ladder very, very quickly. Man, I, the tree of J- John Harbaugh's tree is getting pretty large here, Jimbo. Yeah, he is an oak tree. Mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. He's a redwood at this point, right? Mm-hmm, and no, uh, no surprise, though. Um, I'm I'm happy. Like I said, I'm happy for these guys. 
I think John's tree, if you will, is posterity. We'll have to call him Abraham of the Old Testament at some point. Um, but and how, uh, how much is that? How much uh, we always talk about, you know, as a player, we asked Jacoby how important it is to be fitted with the correct and 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 right defensive or offensive coordinator. But in reverse, Jimbo, like how much of it of this defense was just? I mean, we had Roquan Smith, we had Kyle Hamilton, we had Marlon Humphrey for for the majority of the year. We had a bunch of guys step up off the streets like Clowney and and Van Noy and Darby. I mean, how much of this defense was just good players? Uh, and maybe McDonald, I mean, look, I'm not trying to take credit away, but I'm just saying how much of it was, was the players on the field? Well, I understand your point. The only, the only thing I would say to credit McDonald was that I think Clowney and Van Noy late in their career now had career years, at least from a sack perspective. I don't mm -hmm. know if that happens. Now, is that Chuck Smith? It could be, but is Clowney Weaver? is very complimentary yeah. of the way Mike was dialing it up. Right. True. Uh, so I understand your point. You got to have good players. I yeah. don't think that I think Kyle Hamilton is, is, is great everywhere. I don't mm -hmm. know if he's put in the same perfect positions for him. You know what I mean? I, I do think it takes a good coach. Not that, or is impossible. Isn't it going to be able to do this, but it takes a great coach to, cause he's a unique talent. Yeah. I think Kyle Hamilton can do everything, but how do you take all of that and turn it in, you know, just, bring out all this positive stuff, right? You, you multiply his efforts. I think that takes some brain power. And I yeah. think uh, Mike did a good job of that. Now, Zachary Orgas a benefit from all of the groundwork, mm -hmm. right? Like the driveway is already laid. The soil is already tested. Like this ground is ready to be built on. Right. And, yep. uh, and I'm hoping that he does a lot of that. And just like John said today, I mean, I, he's going to have a lot of vet coaches around him. John is going to be involved in the defense. Mm -hmm. So, and I think honestly, I know there's a lot of things, but I think that was one of the reasons why Wink ended up leaving was because John wanted to be more involved. And mm -hmm. I don't, you know, Wink's an older cat kind of wanted to be left alone and maybe they didn't agree on some things. And, and I get it at that stage in his career, you know, mm -hmm. um, but maybe John likes having a younger guy that he can be more of the senior member in the room toward, Yeah, you know? Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. You got to know yourself best as a coach, too. Yeah, and I think he's going to obviously have Zach's going to have a ton of support around him with Great Anthony time. Weaver and and Chris Hewitt and Chuck Smith and and Coach Harbaugh. And I think uh, just as a quick side note, I think it was pretty smart. I saw Mike McDonald just brought in uh, Leslie Frazier as his assistant head coach, mm -hmm. and apparently, you know, was has been a big mentor for Mike. You know, back in his days when he was in Baltimore and coaching the DBs here, but. Uh, I, I think having veteran coaches around you will certainly make the job easier for you and, and be able to, they'll be able to shoulder some of that load uh, because what, what they're saying is that Anthony Weaver's running the the front and, and Chris Hewitt's taking care of a lot of what happens in the back end. And, and Chuck Smith, of course, is, is dialing up that pass rush for everybody in the front there, but still play calling, I, I think is a bit of an art form. So we gotta, we gotta see how it goes in the early, in the early yep. stages. And, and certainly he's going to grow and learn. Preseason games will be certainly more important to him this year uh, than maybe some other DCs. But uh, yeah, we'll just see how see how he draws it up on third down. That's what it comes down to me. Got to draw it up on third down. Get off the field. Uh, Asmodeus says, "Sorry, I missed meeting y'all at the game. We'll have to try and meet you guys in person sometime soon." Also, McChickens, appreciate it. Shout yeah, out. sorry we didn't meet up. It was, I mean, obviously it was crazy there. It was an absolute yeah. madhouse. People were everywhere. I Dude. was terrified at the top of the stadium. Dude, let me tell you what, though, Glenn. 
I was uh I realized how old I was when when Cole was like, Yeah, come over and tailgate with us. And I was like, uh I'm too old Look. for mud pits, pissing in the mud and and music yeah. blasting in my face. Look. Not that tailgate was a little bit, yeah. It was a little much. Woo! The mud. The Dude. bump, the bumping. We were right on the speakers. Yeah, uh, I guess we are getting old, man. And there's some like random girl next next to the speakers. She's just like <laughs> for like three hours. I'm like, dude, like what is happening here? Five seconds. I have a blistering headache. How can you yeah. do this for how long? How long do you estimate we were at that tailgate? I mean, honestly, five minutes. <laughs> Literally. I mean, I think five minutes is pushing it back to the Ravens walk. Uh, no, yeah. I, I, I had to see, we had to see our guy. We for had sure. to see Cole for in sure. person. He made the trip down, but yeah. Yeah. It's funny, well, dude. I, 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 my wife and I were talking about, it, she was like, you know, I envisioned more of burger and TV on the tailgate. And, and I was like, babe, yeah, it's, it's a different type of tailgate than, uh, well, there was a lot of that. Oh, for sure. Just not this one. Just not that one. Not, yeah. not this one. And exactly. I got to take a quick pause. This has nothing to do with the show, but I don't know if you've seen this, Glenn. I just saw this on Twitter. Carl Weathers passed. Today, yeah, man. Dude. Talk about an icon, man. Mm. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed, you could argue, is almost as important as Rocky Balboa in that series. And that so much of it was based on mm -hmm. them and... And then, you know, Rocky three, he resurrects Rocky. And then Rocky four, he dies. Like all four of them. People yep. always say the first two, and you really think all four of them mm -hmm. he was in. And then and then the Creed franchise is called Creed. Mm -hmm. So, man, shout out to Carl Weathers, an absolute star. And Chubbs, dude. Happy yeah, Gilmore. Chubbs. No, I mean... you're absolutely right. Chubbs, dude. Gotta oh. and then, like and then Predator. Super ripped afro. In Rocky, yeah. there is no tomorrow. You know, hey, that. I like, but without Predator with, with with Sylvester, I mean, he's in that dude yeah, flexing I mean, the cannons. You original Predator, with yeah, the, I, look. with Arnold, with Ar get that a chopper. Yeah, you know, I've never seen it. What? Put on the Predator, Jimbo. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's an action classic, and this will give you the perfect reason. Uh, but yeah, that that's uh, man. I tell you, Jimbo, as we get older, I don't like seeing. The guys, you know, that are, are the action stars and childhood heroes and and all that—they're all getting older, man. It's, yeah. Uh, but shout out to Carl Weathers right. and his family, and uh, yeah. you know, hope for the best for them. But uh, absolute star in his own right, no doubt. Uh, so anyway, just want to take a second here because it hits me deep. You know how I feel about my Rocky, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that hits me. Look, people are disappointed that you didn't see Predator, dude. I mean, you gotta Look, you gotta put that on, right? Man. I got to, but I just gotta say this to Carl Weathers. He's a big part of my race prep, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. The week before race, yeah, Rocky, baby. Okay, let's go. I like it, I like like, it. dude. It's got me through a moment or two. You know, I yeah. love me some Rocky, so I'll watch Predator sometime. Yeah, it's a classic, bro. I'll have to in in uh, in honor of Carl Weathers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Adit says, "Who's the next ex player turned coach here? Levine, Josh Bine, Tony Jefferson." I think I, Anthony I had Levine's guess, a great one, right? That's funny though. If I had to guess, for some reason, I think Bine. Well, John did say that linebackers typically have an advantage. You're right. You know, in being in the middle of the defense and having to know everything. Uh, top to bottom. So may maybe in that regard, but I just remember the the captain that Levine was. The fact that yeah. he was, uh, he just seemed like a guy who outplayed 
what his maybe his his measurables were. Like the guy that's just smart, always in the right spot. Kind of like Gino. Like I could see Gino Stone becoming a coach when he's when he's all said and done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, all those guys are and Tony Jefferson will talk about a leader. It's crazy. All of them undrafted, if I'm not mistaken. That's dope. I'm pretty that's sure dope. that Levine, I know Bine and Jefferson are both undrafted, but I'm pretty sure Levine was also undrafted. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. All massive like long, long careers. So yeah, pretty cool. Crazy. Pretty cool. For sure. Uh, yeah, he is working. Cocap is working in the organization already. Yeah, and Tony. Yeah. I think they're both involved in the scouting team in some capacity is what I believe. Yep. Yep. But I don't know about Bynes. Bynes just retired. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, uh, to me. Like Zach Orr. You'll be a DC and C and C and C and seven. Wouldn't that be crazy? Shoo. 31, uh, yeah, bruh. I know. I know. Now, there's there's a lot we got to get into as well. <laughs> We've already referenced the, the pressure presser a couple times. We got to get yep. right into it, Glenn. I think there was some good. A lot of good. A lot of same old, same old. Well, look, let me let me get the good out of the way, and I'm gonna turn you loose a little bit because I know you were a little irritated. Okay, you were a little yeah, irritated. Okay, Here, here's the good: no major off-season surgeries are needed for the team. Okay, Adafi Owe had thumb surgery. Surprise! Morgan. Surprise! Adafi got surgery. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Morgan, Mo oh, that's there. Morgan Moses has to decide whether or not he wants to undergo surgery. So I'm guessing that's maybe like a partial. I don't know, partial tear of some sort, but. Either way, uh, that's it. And that and I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, but what happened to Marcus Williams? Am I lost? Yeah. Am I confused? Did they not? I thought I heard them bring up Marcus Williams. I didn't I didn't hear Marcus. Uh, maybe I'm Sometimes mistaken. it's hard to hear the questions in, in, in totality in the back. But Maybe I they covered Marcus. Okay. I thought that they did. Maybe Either way, said, I like, thought it was- Other than Marcus? I thought his answer was very similar to Morgan. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Not, so I could be misremembering, but I thought that's what he said. You gotta. It was like a his decision thing, and like, wow, that just blows yeah. my mind, dude. Like, what's that, Tyus Bowser? No, Ty, oh, I don't know what the hell is going on with Tyus Bowser. Oh. Um, no, just the fact that he had a torn. It was reported a torn by. I mean, a torn pack, and then he plays like most of the year with one arm, and he's not getting surgery. I'm just kind of. Yeah. Everybody's saying he's not getting surgery. He's not getting surgery. So I guess yeah. just re rehab. It can I'm not a doctor. Can it but just he got more mobile? I'm sure over time. I mean, wow. I just feel like my mind. because there's got to be. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. I like to think that yes, <laughs> it can. I love the thought process out loud right there. I know. I like to think it can, which usually means the exact opposite. <laughs> but I will say this is that I do feel like he got more mobile with it as the year went on. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know, do you remember that first game back? He wouldn't even lift it. Dude, it didn't go above his belly button. Yeah. Uh, an outrageous thing. And then it just yeah. became almost not noticeable anymore. Uh, I just want to comment on this real quick. Lisa Ann says, what about Ray Lewis as a coach? Ray's just not a good enough listener. I'm going to be straight up. <laughs> no, Ray would be an excellent coach. He would be an excellent no, coach. He just got to work on his listening, bro. First of all, Ray, Ray don't need to coach. You know how many hours coaches have to put in? Yeah, yeah. He's not about to. <laughs> Ray's like done enough, player, man. But look, Ray had so many motives outside of football that that yeah. motivated him to be great at football and he's already his mom his family everybody is set for life he is yeah he's yeah. completed what he came in to complete he doesn't owe this game anything i mean he can get paid more for one speaking engagement probably right. than an assistant coach makes in a year so right. 
Exactly. Yeah. No, you're exactly I mean, right. He'd probably Plus, be I mean, a he's good a coach speaker, if he Maybe to. not the best listener. Love Ray to death. Right, right. But I well, feel like you got to be a good listener to be a coach. I feel like you got to jump in there when you can. You got to jump in there. Hold up, Ray. Let me get a word That's in. Right, dude. Hold on. He's like my brother Bobby, dude. He's like Dr. Uncle, dude. You got time you gotta it get right. In. <laughs> get in there, bro. Strategic about it. No, but I, I love Ray. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going through the good. I apologize. Well, I mean, there wasn't a lot else said. I mean, other than the fact that, I mean, it's no surprise. It was gut-wrenching for both of them. But Eric has already turned the page. I didn't realize it was that quick because I went dark on football for a couple days as I was yeah. just – a whiny, sulking baby. Uh, I didn't realize they immediately were at the Senior Bowl the following day. So, I mean, you talk about not having enough time to really digest. Crazy, right? or I mean, they're right back to work. And that, and that's uh, – I guess that's good for them to to kind of get get over the loss quickly. But um, I, I will say I was what, – what could he have said when he was asked about the lack of – he acknowledged that that's not how they're going to – that they're not going to win with that – formula but he did also kind of defend it a oh, little so you bit you already in, know where i'm going is that what you're saying oh i know exactly where you're going we didn't even discuss this guy i knew where, why he was irritated we did no words needed to be said um but then he did go to defend it and he pointed out the two minute drill and he pointed out you know the fourth quarter they were down mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. uh what, what's your take on his responses to the lack of rush attempts particularly by you the know, some uh, things backs? are okay to be indefensible you can simply take it on the chin and say, you know what? That was our mistake. It was not because if he, the three, if I'm not mistaken, he talked about two, three and outs that, mm -hmm. that specifically, I think it was, you know, the beginning of the game. And, and they had he long drives about, to the chiefs. Right. But, but, you know, we start, we, we started, went three and out and I'm not mistaken. Our first drive of the game, three passes. Was it? I, right. I, I gotta pull this up, man. I got to pull this up. But go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and I, I also you. think the other three and out, I'm just saying he referenced two three and outs. And I believe that in both of those three and outs, there were zero runs. So it's six plays. And say in first and second down, you run two times. That's 10 runs in a game in comparison to six is my only point. If you're looking at it like from that lens. But I just felt like the problem was everyone got panicked when they went up 7-0. Mm -hmm. And it was like the game plan. You said it. Munkin took the old playbook. He, he, he took this and just like, and said, forget about it. Like, you just throw it out the window. Like, what, what are we doing here, Monk? Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that was my biggest beef. I think you can just say, wasn't our smartest decision. It's something we've got to address. We need yeah. to make sure this does not happen again. Yeah. Like nothing, I just don't think you needed to defend it. You just didn't need to defend it, John. I don't know. That was just me, but you didn't need to defend it. Yeah, then he even goes, well, that's not me defending it. No, um, it, then what are you doing, John? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just crazy. It's, it's what you said, Jimbo. It's the it's the seemingly like panicked reaction to being down at all is what is really like. Like you were down seven. Right. Like You're not down. I know it's 30. yeah. I know it's an AFC Championship game. Like, I yeah. get it. But let's remember they got the ball first. You gave them the ball first, right? We won the toss, didn't we? No, 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 no. Oh, they no. wanted to come at us then. Then look, they know that, that no, we No, 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 we, no. We got the ball first. We start, They won the oh, toss. Crap. They elected to defer. 
right, and right, we right. went three, and, and we, we went three and out, and then they came down, and drove right down the field, and bam! Knowing that touchdown. if they did that, but then, then we tied it. We tied it after right. we that. We came back the... right, down, right down with Zay. Right, and then they went sixteen plays and scored, and then we I had have selective the... amnesia. Look, we had the four play, four play drive that ended in the fumble, the strip sack. Uh, then they turn over on downs, and then we Wait, just go let me ask you a question. That four play the... drive, were there any rushes? Four play drive. Let's see. Lamar Jackson pass short to Zay Flowers. Lamar Jackson incomplete to Zay Flowers. Yeah, Justice Hill, uh, he ended up getting it on third and one. He got two yards. And then on oh, the yeah. very next play, Lamar was right. strip sacked on a pass. So I guess to your point, they go pass on first down, pass on second, run on third and one, back it's to like pass. It's like we on ran when we had to. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like, oh, mm-hmm. well, we have to run here. So let's run. I mean, you obviously didn't have to, but. Yeah, I mean, but a lot of, th- like, on the next drive, five plays and a punt, we go, Lamar Jackson drops back. He ends up running, but it was a pass. It was a mm-hmm. shotgun pass. Mm-hmm. The next play, pass. The next play, Zay Flowers on an end around. Uh, the next play, pass. Next Look, play, let pass. Me just, let me explain it to you like this, Glenn, okay? Yeah. This is what I think. This is my frustration. If you got a toolbox, or mm-hmm. I'll give you a better one. If you're at a diner and you need one condiment on that table, no matter what you're eating, no matter what time of day. Ketchup. Ketchup, dude. The I run mean, game is the freaking ketchup of the diner table, dude. We gotta <laughs> run the ball. Like, come on, man. It, like I said, it's just indefensible. It's indefensible. Yeah. And it can be that. So that was my only thing. Because if John is defending it to us, that means is he not introspective enough to open up to himself? Or I think it's other- just the natural defensive mechanism we all have. I tell right? you what, dude. I I you gotta think be, you got to be mature. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, I I do this maybe way too much in my job. Yeah. But like sometimes I'm like, you know what? I just fed up. Sorry. Yeah. I got to eat a little s. You know what I'm saying? I got to eat some shit on this that's next right. one because I messed up. That's right. And and that's yeah. and that's all it is. So yeah. that was my beef. That was my my biggest beef of the day. Um, the other thing was, I wasn't. The running back room question, I wasn't super excited about the answer, which Eric's just not going to divulge a lot. I understand that. And then yeah. also the wide receiver room. He was basically like, well, we got Zay. We got Bait. <laughs> yeah. He didn't name another one except for likely and Andrews. Well, because everybody else is free agents right now. But I guess what I mean is that, like, what's the plan? Oh, are we? Maybe he's having discussions with Nelson Aguilar's agent. Doesn't want to say anything. Maybe he's having discussions with yeah. Duvernay's agent. He's not allowed. I don't think he's allowed to. Well, and he did say he learned from last year that, like, it's just better off not to say anything. But yeah, I wish I, I, I wanted a little bit more of at least a game plan. Well, I gotta think we gotta feel better going into this offseason. For sure. At this point in the right in the wide in the pass catching room, knowing we do have Bateman. You remember how bad it was two years ago? Dude. When it was like like, Bateman and nothing, and then Bateman went down and it was nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And now we know we have pass catchers and tight end as well. I mean, I I think you gotta feel good about that room. I'm a little bit less sure about what they're gonna be doing in the running back room. Yeah, do you think there's any way that JK finds his way back here? see it man i don't see Just it because do you think more because of the injuries or do you think more because of the mouth well i think it's a combination of everything i think it's like i don't think he probably wants to stick around i think he's hoping for a fresh start yeah and i'm not so sure the ravens want to want to deal with it you know i i, I don't know i just i don't th- i think it's a good time for them just to part ways shout out to jason who's been hyping up the the likes yeah, in dude, the chat so jason much. 
You're the man. Appreciate you doing it from the start. Was the first one in there. Uh, still doing it. Appreciate you, Jason. You're the man. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think there's still, there's a lot of uncertainty, certainly on the offensive line. When he asked about Ronnie, uh, it was kind of interesting because Eric quickly brought up the fact that when players get older yep. and they've already sustained major, major in- injuries, whether it's through you know their fault or no fault, uh, it, it's harder for them to stay healthy and remain effective and strong throughout the whole season. So I, I gotta, I gotta, man, it's just, t- it's tricky with this contract this last year, like next year, I think it's easy, but this year they're gonna have to eat some money, Jimbo, if they want to get rid of Ronnie. And I don't know if you're paying your quarterback that kind of money and you're, and you're paying your middle linebacker that kind of money. I don't know if you can just decide to eat and have all that dead cap space that he's uh, how I think you said it was like eight or nine million. If they do a post June one cut, I'll get it for you. And they're not typically that type of team that, that right cuts here. guys late. Like usually they do the guy a solid, but yeah. So if it's pre June 1st, the dead money would be 17.8 million so and the cap it. savings would be 8.3. And I can't imagine that they want to re-sign them or restructure. Cause that means you have to add years. They don't want to yeah. add years to this guy's contract. And if you did post, uh, it would be, let's see here. It would be post June 1st would be 11.1 dead money, 15 million in cap savings. Mm. So either way, you're going to eat money. Now next year, it's a totally different story. But the question is, what type of offseason can Ronnie have? Can he get himself back to the shape that it takes to play through an entire season? Now credit him. I mean, he didn't necessarily miss a ton of games. I mean, he, he battled and he fought. But there was times where he was certainly less effective than I think they were hoping for that paycheck. Yeah, it's crazy because in 16, it is different. This year, he's got a prorated bonus, which is, which would be like right now, post-June 1st, the 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 dead, or excuse me, yeah, post-June 1st, the dead money. But still, he's got a base salary of $16 million and then 6.6 the following year. So even... In 2025, we're going to eat 6.6. Like, dude, Ronnie locked it up. (laughs) Dude, Ronnie, I like it. I mean, his agent, man. Yeah. No wonder he's chilling. And he's the, what do they call him? The guru? He ain't got no problems. No problems. No problems. Not at all. So, yeah, that's, but I do agree. Eric was very transparent about that. As transparent as one can be in Eric's job at that moment in time, very clearly, Going after the offensive line in this draft. Right. And I love it. Sorry, yeah. Eric, to Eric's son, sons. Apparently, he's in their ear about it all the time. But look, you will understand, if not today, tomorrow, mm-hmm. that it all mm-hmm. starts and ends with the big boys up front. No doubt. No you know? doubt. No it's doubt. Crazy. I, I want to build. Look, Tyler ain't going anywhere for any time, anytime nope. soon. Uh, that's a good place to start with the anchor in the center. But you build around it. Look, I wouldn't be opposed to them bringing back Kevin Zeidler if it's a, if it's an affordable thing. But if it's not, are you okay, Jimbo, with going into this offseason, <sighs> rebuilding the entirety of the offensive line around Tyler Linderbaum? All of them. Yeah, I hate that proposition. Well, I mean, you got to think. Me, if you miss on a few, yeah, then you're screwed. You know, I mean, Mitchell I guess one. Well, look, look, this is the only thing I'll say, Glenn, and I might be overly optimistic. There's also a chance, uh, it's a slim chance, that Ronnie somehow gets healthier. And like, I mean, st- you know chance. what I mean? So I guess my point is that like, you're not building it around just Linderbaum if you start from scratch. You still got the former All-Pro, albeit beat up, 
Yeah. He looked terrible in his last game. And mm-hmm. you got the pro bowler in the middle at center who is ascending as a player. So there's something there. Like you got something to work with. So I guess to answer your question, I wouldn't be excited about it. But I would prefer that we over, like that we, I don't, this is what I don't want. I don't want it to be Ben Cleveland's job by default is what I don't mm-hmm. want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I either want Zeitler who might have his limitations or I want someone better. And I don't think Ben Cleveland is that answer. Mm-mm. that's what mm-hmm. I so I guess that's that's what I want um but yeah. I don't know where are you at with the offense line now we got Voorhees coming coming yeah, in I like Voorhees I know he's a late round pick but dude go watch his college tape yeah that, that late round pick was only because of the torn knee at the combine and then the following day he puts up 38 reps with a yeah. torn knee so, so let me freak. we got him we got him projected at left guard Correct. Yep, left guard. That's where he played. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, being between Ronnie and, 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 uh, man, when will the left side of our line, I mean, it's been a while, right? Since the left side of our line could potentially be the stronger side of the line where I feel like since Zeitler's been there and, uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, neither Yonda before him. Yeah. But neither tackle, no tackles really have been, I guess Orlando when he Orlando, was at right tackle, yeah, he run he behind just- him for sure. Yeah, and he's always a better right tackle, of course, than he is a left tackle. <laughs> uh, but, you know, don't tell him that because he ain't buying it. He's a bit uh, sensitive about it. He is a bit, he will cry on social media his way right out of town. I mean, right out of town. But, uh, you uh, know, I, I, I do hope I do hope that they address it early and often in the offense. I mean, the offensive line in the draft. I, I, really, I really think that that's got to be the focus this year if nothing else, because I, I do feel good about the core you have elsewhere. Like Keaton Mitchell, as far as I know, is, is going to be back on the team next year, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not mm-hmm. going anywhere. Uh, so if you add a if you add a late-round running back that can kind of be the thunder to his lightning, mm-hmm. I'm okay with where we're at at running back. Feeling really good about tight end, obviously, with all those pass catchers. At wide receiver, I got to feel better than in years past with, with at least the group, the core we have in Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman. Just fill that out and maybe add a veteran similar to Nelson Aguilar, if not him, then someone else. So yeah, you got to attack the offensive line. There's no question. I like what we got out of out of our tackles in the sense that they battled and stayed on the field as much as they could. But man, you you got to upgrade. Got to upgrade at a right tackle if you can, and if you can do it with a young guy, that's even better. They nailed it with Tyler Linderbaum. Let's go out and hit it out of the park again with an early round offensive lineman. Yeah, I love that idea. Uh, I'm definitely riding with it. Um, now, the running back room we talked about, I just kind of want to come back to it because we talked about JK. Don't really th- see him as a wave. Do you think that, you know, him coming back? And I, I tend to agree with you. The only thing, it would just be interesting to see what sort of market he bears, like what market bears out for JK. Um, and I think DK is is signaling to us that his best shot might be here. Yeah, and, and I... T- I while as as strained as that relationship has been, at least what we've heard, like the snippets of it, I don't disagree with DK on that. I can see that. Not that his market is great anywhere, including here, but I still think his best shot could be here. But really, my question is around my boy three five. Yeah, like Gus can't be super ha- super happy about his usage just and and right. you know dropping and and the the idea of playing under a Munkin led. Uh, offense who obviously believes in justice more than him. Well, so I don't know if you can say that. Look, he had 13 tutties, 13 tutties. 
but his carries in general were doo-doo. Like his usage. They went down. They went down. Like I think yeah. Gus is more than a goal line guy. You gonna you know what I mean? I think he can do more in between the twenties. I mean, perhaps, but we also have to remember that young, unfortunately for running backs, your best years are typically your rookie deal or soon thereafter. And he is beyond both of those things. So as much as we love Gus, do you think it, it's possible to find, look, we found Gus is what an undrafted guy. I mean, yeah. how unreasonable is it to think that they could do that again? They're in the late strike rounds lightning or twice. I mean, they got it. With I, you know, Mitchell. I love Gus. That's why they I'm got it with Keith. Yeah, Mitchell, man. no, you're right. And look, we've done it other times before. Wait, didn't we draft yeah. Priest Holmes? I mean, didn't we sign Priest Holmes? Was yeah. he undrafted? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yep. And look, we've done it before, so I don't doubt our ability to do it. Obviously, Gus holds a special place in my heart, but um, yeah, I don't know. I guess my question is for you, Tesmodius, is do you see Gus wanting to be out, or do you see him most likely being back? I don't think he would want to be out, no. I mean, I, I do I do see him as a potential, you know, I, I can see other teams taking him away. Like, like I look at what Detroit did. They, they get Jameer Gibbs, but they couple him with a guy like David Montgomery, who's been in the league and get those dirty yards. And he got a ton of tutties with him. I, I think a team could pair Gus with a young electric running back that they draft, or maybe like, uh, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know the contract, Why not do it here? but like talk about electric, you could, but do the Ravens want to want to pay a, a like running back? Style. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I know they had it before, but I could just also see in them go cheap there and getting an undrafted guy or, or something like that. But somebody's mentioned, uh, oh, here we go. Asmodeus says, I thought Keaton was a free agent. Also, Zeitler is likely back uh, due to void, void years, I think. No, well, Zeitler is a straight-up free agent. Yeah, he's definitely a free agent because it's been asked. It's been a discussion. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it was yeah, it was asked today in the presser. Right, right. Free agent. So, I mean, I see what he's saying. Maybe we, maybe we could sign him to one of those deals where it's – you know, or maybe he has four stuff, years, but, but it's a foregone conclusion that. So he's not. He's not a, a. Just so you guys know, it looks like Keaton is uh, under contract through 2025. Here, just so you gotcha. guys know, he's a free agent in 2026. So Keaton's not going anywhere anytime soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. At least according to Over the Cap. Yeah. Which I trust. I trust them. And and the Ravens have, you know, as far as the offensive line goes, the Ravens also have one year left technically with Moses. Mm-hmm. Right. And we kind of saw it as a it was a two-year deal disguised as a three-year deal, but yeah. they could keep him on. They could. They could, especially if he has a good offseason and, and recovers from the the injury that he's deciding whether to, or not to get surgery on. He could. And look, he battled his ass off to get out there. Yeah, basically every game, but yeah. could Gotta they might say, yeah, and they but they might say and see enough out of Lele to see that he's the guy next year. Dude, we were watching like eight, ro not even. We were like four rows back. DK was there during uh, warmups when you were at the the Ravens walk. We went in to get the jersey and then went over to just watch warmups down to the end zone where the players were at. Yeah, and uh, dude, 
it's insane how different Morgan Moses and and uh, Falele carry their weight. It, it I've yeah. never seen two ple- pe- people play the exact same position and have. I mean, I guess wide receivers too, but they had exactly opposite body types. Yeah. Like it was insane to me, dude. Morgan Moses' legs next to Falele looked like twigs. It was insane. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. This He's a, a big boy, dude. Yeah. I mean, he can't barely get under the equipment they use for offensive linemen. Oh, it's crazy, like, to help isn't it? To show your bend and stuff. He he literally can barely get under. It's made for giant humans. And, he and not even under just it. under it. He can't, like, I think he has to go this way through it. it it's like, so it looks wide. like a robot trying to yeah. get in there. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he has to pivot in. It's like moving a couch out in and out of a studio apartment with a 90-degree angle. That's like, right. Oh, poor guy. But, uh, no, it look, so... I, I keep harping on this, but I want to see about, let me ask you this. the offensive line. I want to see King us, Henry. What'd you say? King Ooh. Henry. I mean, to pair with Keaton and DK is waving that one off, but I'd love to see him here, dude. I don't care. He ended the year strong. Unless I'm a name. Just that name. Well, too, look, man, can, in the backfield. I know he's a, the hard thing about these guys that are battering Rams is you almost feel like you need to feed them often. Right? So like, if you use him less True. because he's older, does his impact go down? That's a good point. That's a good point. I know a lot of fans were now. Look, can we at least agree that just from all everything we've heard from both Cole yeah. and other sources after that, King Henry spoke about it and the fact that a trade was in place. Mm-hmm. He even admitted it was nixed at the last moment, just like Cole said. Now Cole said it was the owner, and and King Henry kind of you know it came from up top. We'll say that. So it's clear the Ravens had interest in the guy, right? Yeah. Or they wouldn't have tried to trade for him. So, I mean, what's really why? Like, why are we to believe that the interest would have fallen off from just a couple months difference? Yeah, no, they were I, interested in then. I mean, do you think just for the run they were interested, and maybe not maybe, going forward? Maybe could be. Yeah. Now this name has been floated around for years, but uh, somebody's brought him up in the chat, and so I think this is just wishful thinking. Uh, first of all, do you think there's any way Saquon hits open market? Man, because the they can technically so goofy. They might. They can technically franchise him again. You know, because he signed the one year deal. Now they can franchise him. You know what? They probably will franchise him. Again. <sighs> that seems to be the method. It's rookie deal, move, double dick franchise. Move. I See hate the Giants. Just I mean, ruining look, this kid's career. He's the modern day Barry Sanders, and we can't let him play for anyone that's relevant. It's garbage. Yeah. You're robbing all of us. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, he's getting paid pretty handsomely, Jimbo. No, for sure. For his pockets, it's fine. But you don't think that kid wants to play for somebody? Yeah. Yeah, he's still in New York. You know, got some good food, entertainment. Sure. Yeah. You know, New they York's are a okay. mess, though. Dable, I can't. He, I don't know what happened. Get him out I of town. I thought he was a good coach. They're a uh, mess, dude. Well, I mean, I'll they tell got... you what happened. They signed the wrong damn quarterback, Glenn. It was that simple. They did. Like, they come did. on, man. It's like, uh, it's like you know those toys. I, look, I've been watching too much Toy Story. My son is. You know the toys that Sid had. Mm-hmm. The creepy, the creepy yeah, looking know, ones. They were yeah, friendly. that like were put back together. Yeah. He's like the. I think there's one that has like a muscle body. And he's got a pterodactyl head. Yeah. That's the Giants right now. Yeah. Like they have this yeah. like. You have a pterodactyl head as a quarterback. Yeah. What are we doing yeah. here? It just doesn't doesn't and work. Tyrod's better than him. Uh yeah. Tommy DeVito's better than him. The, the Even saddest that it's part. variable is an embarrassment because you're giving the guy forty million dollars a year. And you franchise your 
your best player, your franchise, your actual franchise player. But let me ask you this. If there's any way he hits the market, I mean, obviously Um, interest, but I I think they tag him because they have to sell tickets and who, and Danny dimes ain't selling no damn tickets. So no, I I don't think he hits the market, but even if he did Jimbo, the Ravens aren't, aren't signing a running back to that kind of deal. I don't see mm-hmm. any way. I think he goes to a guy, uh, maybe a team that has a rookie quarterback still on uh, cheap labor type thing, and and that and ends that's up who could afford him. In Forty Nine er land, and it's McCaffrey and Saquon oh in the God. backfield somehow. No, no. Could you imagine? No, what about I Philly? Mean, what about Philly, bro? I mean, they're always looking for running backs. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, they got that massive contract with with. Uh, or I, I can honestly, I hate this, dude. I could totally see him in KC. They've been oh. trying. I know they got Pacheco, but like. Oh. Uh, I can see the Philly one, though, too. There's a lot of teams, but I was just curious to know if he hits the open market, would Eric ever stick his neck out there and be like, F it. I'm going all in on this freaking running so. back. I mean, look yeah. at their evidence of picking running backs. or uh, No, you're right. Getting, getting yeah, undrafted guys, you know. It'd be fun, though. At the very it least. It'd be fun. It'd be exciting. Dude, that backfield. Whoo! That backfield. <laughs> oh my God. What would you do? That would be terrifying. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy to think that Keaton Mitchell would be the lesser explosive one. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I Keaton though. Keaton though. No, you're man. right. Oh, yeah. he was shot out of a cannon, bruh. Yeah. It's a shame, no, man. Not. I mean, it's like one of those things. You never know what type of difference that guy could have made in that Chiefs game, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. never know. You don't because we explosive. moved on and we just kept dominating people. But you're right in a pinch like that yeah. when you just need one huge play to get you out of a funk. Dude, Whew, he could have turned anything into something. Yeah, massive. some of those dinky dink dump offs to Justice. Not that yeah. Justice can't get the job done, but obviously Keaton does more than just get the job done, right? Like he, yeah, whew. showed out. Yeah. Anyway, he yeah. Um, what else do we want to talk about with the presser, Glenn? Uh, with the presser, I mean, look, they didn't say a ton. I mean, I will say this, Jimbo. I did get excited hearing that they've turned the page, and I started to let myself do the same. Look at some, yeah, I started to look at look at the team needs, and and I'm starting to turn the page. And look, it, I didn't think it would be this quick because, man, that loss hurt. Like it, that loss hurt, but it, it's more so about what I know that they have to do to get this taste out of my mouth, and it's not going to be. Anything done in the regular season, it's going to take playoff wins, and so that that was tough, you know, to get to get through. But I love I love the off season in the NFL. Like I I I mean I love the games, of course, but I love the team building. I love all the the the, the storylines, and I love the draft. I, I I love everything there is about the off season. So as much as it was a tough tough end, and I'll be honest, Jimbo, I didn't watch a lick of the Pro Bowl. Nope. I heard that Tyler Linderbaum was zipping. Apparently, there was a uh, like targets for snappers, and he was zipping them back there. But I didn't see it. I, I, I and I don't think I'm going to be able to enjoy any of the Super Bowl. I, I mean, look, if the Lions would have won, I would have been. I'd have been sitting here with a damn Detroit Lions hat on because I would have been so much easier to root for them. I don't know who to root for. I have. I, I almost have to root for the Niners just so GD Pat Mahomes doesn't win another one. But they've won five, so I don't I don't want them to win either. I mm. so you know it's going to be hard for me to get through this Super Bowl. But after that, I'm full on off season, full on t- team building mode, and and I'm kind of excited about that. 
Yeah, I, I was trying to, you know, buy into it as well and that like, all right, I've got to move on, got to get over it. Uh, and so I was starting to feel a little bit of that today. I'm not, I, w- I wouldn't say I'm, I'm completely over it, but um, y- yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, Are you going to watch any of the Super Bowl? Do you want me to be honest with you? Yeah, 100%. I'm boycotting the Super Bowl. You're bo- oh, no. I'm upset with the NFL and their lack of financial clarity. <laughs> I want financial clarity. I want, I want receipts. No, I want finance. I want to know where the money's going. Mm. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Money is real. It is a real thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. That's all I'm saying, we've never seen. We've never seen. Glenn, do you remember in Brady's heyday, Jordan's heyday, we've never seen the players from one team on every single commercial in every single commercial break in the game they're playing every single time. I've never seen this before. These are major conglomerates that have plenty of money to influence people however the hell they want. Look at big big pharma. Look at like look at big meat. All they they've manipulated the government with money. Like why can't the NFL be manipulated? That's all I'm saying. Uh, anyway, I won't get deeper in that uh, hole. But uh yeah. Why does so, why did they have to start dating Jimbo? Dude, that's what I'm saying. She's making tons you know, of money. She's making money hand over foot off the NFL. By the way, I just want to say for anybody that's a Swifty defender of no, private do jet it. users in the world, she is the most, she's the biggest polluter. <laughs> just saying. She takes 10-minute private jet flights. Like, get in a damn car. Get in a car. Anyway. Man. Yeah. How things could have been different if he would have just gotten with one of the Kardashians. Oh, like all the rest of the athletes. His career would have been over. You know, he would have been I in an insane asylum. Ask Kanye West about that. Dang Jeez. it, man. Or he would have been overweight like James Harden. Or in a, found in a brothel like Lamar Odom. I mean, none of them None of them yeah. has turned out good for. No. No, what happened to Chris Humphreys? <laughs> Remember that or guy? Tristan Thompson just got suspended. I mean, Tristan Thompson, dirtball anyway, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah. just got suspended. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Where is Chris Humphrey? None of them. Not a single one. We're probably missing a list of players, right? Yeah, poor Lamar Odom, bro. No, only guy that survived I it was Pete, dude. I, he's I not an athlete. Yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. Came out better on the other side somehow, old Pete, dude. You don't mess Woo. with Long Island Pete, dude. But uh, no, it. Uh, anyway, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here, but yeah, I'm, the Super Bowl is gonna be tough for me. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I, if I didn't already have like, I made plans. I had things yeah, yeah, yeah. happening at my house, and it's just like as soon as we lost, I went, God, why did I make plans, uh, dude? I'm with you. You know, now people are coming to my house. It's just, uh, it's frustrating. But after that, turning the page, any, you know, I, I, I may even be able to not turn the radio station if a, if a T Swift song comes on. But right now. To this point, I've been changing it. Every oh, time. dude, smashing change, it. Change. Get, yeah, just absolutely get out change. of here. But I know I know you guys will probably, uh, you know, be able to do the same. Turn the page, and you guys are probably getting excited about draft season, which we certainly are. And, yep. and the good thing is uh, we got plenty of time. We got plenty of time to get into all the prospects, all the the what-ifs and could-bes, and, and, and it's always an exciting time. So stick around with us here yep. at 410 Sports Talk. We will take care of you. And, of course, we always have to shout out our partners, our, our uh, faithful compadres over at BetUS. They've always been uh, good to us, taking care of us. 
uh, please go over to bet. Look, even though NFL season is over outside of the Super Bowl, I mean, of course, you can always do your Super Bowl bets with BetUS and use promo code 410 to get a match of 125%. But also, they do all the all the, all the the uh, sports. I mean, whether basketball mm-hmm. season gets ramping up. Jimbo, I can't believe it took this long for me to mention it. The Oreo, this new owner, I mean, holy smokes, has already done more for this damn team. They go out, they trade for Burns, uh, Corbin Burns from the yep. Milwaukee Brewers, one of the yep. stud yep, yep, pitchers yep, yep. in baseball, Cy Young Award winner just a few years ago. I mean, I, and, and we did so, Jimbo, without giving up any of our top five prospects. I mean, the best, pro- I think we give D.L. Hall and, and Joey Ortiz, the infielder who, you know, we just didn't have a spot for that guy anyway. I mean, it was an absolute home run. We got a Baltimore billionaire, bought the daggone Orioles. Cal Ripken's a part of the group, so it's a good time to be a Baltimore uh, Orioles sports fan, and that season's coming right around the corner, so don't forget, use BetUS. Take the over on their season their season win total because they're getting it done. Yeah, and last thing I gotta say is if is it, if this is your first time going into the off season with us, just like Glenn said, we're not gonna we're not going anywhere. We will still mm-hmm. be d- doing live shows, but this is where we transition into breaking news, uh, more curated shows, getting you guys prepared for all that's going on in the off season. There's a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. so make sure if you haven't hit the subscribe button and turn on your notifications because as news breaks, we will be giving you the information. Yep. Uh, so make sure you tune in. We'll be here. We're excited. We're going to continue to roll out some big news this offseason to get you guys more content, get you guys up and ready to go for the Ravens as the season moves forward. But, Glenn, I think that is it for us tonight, folks. Yes, that is it. But we will be back soon, uh, keeping you up to date on all your Ravens news. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.